Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 1.99 in your podcast of choice for everything new and awesome under the PlayStation Sun. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, joining me, sitting and sulking in defeat as the Cubs, unfortunately, did not. Come on, man. (laughs) Writhing in a pit of his own misery. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Garcia. I'm not going to bother asking how you're doing because, you know, it's depressed. You probably got the switchblade to your vein right now. Uh, shut the fuck up, Malcolm. How's that for how I'm doing? <laughs> Reminds me of, because um, my dad was a, is a diehard Red Sox fan, watching him year after year as the Red Sox came closer and closer, but just missed it. Oh, I felt bad. Uh, and uh, it, it was a rough because, you know, me kind of rebelling against my dad. I was a Yankees fan. And, uh, <laughs> There are some touch and go periods. Let's just say that. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. But uh, so so now I don't follow baseball as much as you do. All I know is the Cubs lost because you know I have a lot of friends from Chicago, so or around that area. Uh, they're uh, losing. They have not lost yet. They have not lost. Okay, okay. So what's the uh, series score right now? Is it just one zero? It is three zero. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> in the best of seven, Malcolm. So oh. they, have to, they, have, they have to rip off four in a row, including two in Los Angeles. So, Oh, man. Things are looking real good for the Cubbies. <laughs> the, they're the defending champions, correctly? Yes. Oh, oh so, man. So as this guy's T-shirt says that I'm looking at right now, there's always last year. <laughs> Why would you release that shirt now? God damn. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I was telling him this before the show, but remember Red Sox, you know, they were the losingest team. They were, well, they weren't the losingest, but they broke your heart better than any other team in professional sports. And for a while they couldn't get it done. And uh, they, when they fought that year, they finally did get it done. They were losing to the Yankees three zero. So there, it's not like there's no precedent precedent for them coming back. No, but it's also literally the only time it's ever happened. So, <laughs> so there's also that. And it was 13 years ago when that happened. So, Oh, God, am I old. That happened 13 <laughs> years ago? Really? 2004. That's when the Red Sox won their first championship in all those years. Oh, man. Let's change subjects. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that, you old fuck? <laughs> How do you like being put down? Uh, speaking of old fuck, uh, as of Sunday, this 
my birthday is coming up. And uh, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, That's a good segue. Good segue, isn't it? And uh, I was talking with my sister, who, believe it or not, uh, we have the same birthday. Hey, I was born at 10.30 p.m. And she, on October 22nd. She was born on 10.30 a.m. on October 22nd. So a little interesting uh, bit of trivia there. We were just born in, like, different points of the day but on the same day, but at the same time, more or less. Uh, so, and I found out that, you know, my little sister is in her 30s or turning 30 finally this year. And that, which once again, makes me feel old. Just going to throw that out there. But, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, however, uh, my wife and my fantastic mother-in-law gave me, already confirmed my two dream presents. Yes. My wife got me South Park, The Fractured Butthole, which by the way, excellent game. So worth it. So worth it. I can safely say that, especially if you like the show even a little bit. Like, I'm not a diehard. I was telling Joe, I have not, I don't think I've seen full seasons past between three and five is where I dropped off because I moved and I didn't have TV, so I couldn't watch it for X amount of years. And believe it or not, on demand was not a thing at that time. So. <laughs> So I missed a good chunk of it, but I saw enough of it that I really enjoy the show. And I have to say, it's one of the few shows where I've watched it, where even when I like come in at a random episode and watch it, I, it's like I, I've never said, oh, that was terrible. No, I've enjoyed every single episode. And it, the games really nail the feel of the show. And this one especially is just fantastic. And <laughs> I, I'm having such a blast. And those characters, for some reason, work really well as bosses or enemies. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, <laughs> there's so much I want to talk about the game, and it's I've only like five hours in. But anyway, so that's great. And my mother-in-law got me Wolfenstein to the new Colossus, so that is confirmed. There's not going to be x amount of years where I'm not playing this game like last time. I will have it day one. On wait, does it come out the same day as uh, Mario? Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm that is my gift to myself this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's a tough hill to fight there, buddy. Freaking A, BJ, you have better luck against the Nazis than Mario. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, anyway, so I, I'm going to be up to my armpits in games. I'm going to do my best to finish as much as South Park before the 27th. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping to plow through South Park uh, and trade it in for Mario. Wait, you're going to trade in South Park? Yeah, why wouldn't I? It's a good game. Like, did you beat it already, or do you think you're going to... I'm saying I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to trade it. Ah, you keep that game. Those South Park games are forever. Uh, Nah. I'll just trade it. Also, uh, especially if you're listening to this show on the release, uh, I I reciprocated to my wife a little bit. As uh, she was looking to play Witcher 3, and as of uh, of this recording... Uh, Witcher 3, the complete edition, is on sale for nineteen ninety nine. so I picked that up for her, so whenever she feels like it, Witcher <laughs> 3 is right there, not just the full game, which is a significant, significant chunk of game, or a significant mm. game, but she's got those two awesome DLC packs, so she'll be playing that game for probably the rest of her life, as it's, <laughs> it's a long experience. Uh, I don't think we ever talked about it, but I remember CD Projekt Red uh, released like a, I guess, sort of like an anniversary or birthday video 
of the franchise where it, I guess it was like a couple of years since the release and they it was like this really heartfelt video where you see Geralt and all the characters that you meet throughout the game and they're coming together for a party and you're the guest of honor and he's like <laughs> Geralt's looking at it like how oh, we had some fun times and we you know, it's like if I played through this game I'd probably be tearing up right now goddamn <laughs> <laughs> So, but anyway, that's ready for Sandra whenever she wants to play it. So I am, so my birthday so far is really, really awesome. And it hasn't even arrived yet. <laughs> it's uh, and on top of that, the shield got to reunite on my birthday too. So I'm even more excited for my birthday. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, buddy? Um, well, I've been doing some phone shopping. Uh, spent, I haven't bought a new phone yet, but I've been, you know, the iPhone 8, uh, reveal or iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 reveal was fairly underwhelming uh, for me. Yeah, we didn't really uh, talk about this, uh, but yeah, like we, last year we were going up and down about how great these Apple conferences are, and uh, this year it felt like yeah, it just feels like everyone's doing something better or more interesting with their phones, uh, or at least this year that's the case. Um, and yeah, like I my I've had this iPhone 6 Plus for about two and a half years now, so I'm definitely due for an upgrade. Uh, and yeah, like I've been kind of looking either at the Samsung, you know, uh, either the S8 Plus or or maybe even a Google Pixel 2, uh, except that doesn't have wireless charging, so I'm not super excited about that necessarily. But yeah, I don't know. They Like the iPhone 8 just kind of looks, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great phone, I'm sure, um, but it seems basically like a 7S more than anything. Yeah, like uh, the battery isn't even better on the <laughs> on the eight as opposed to the seven. So, yeah, they're like they're like, wow, look, it's got the same battery life, even though the part. It's like, okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and then with the X, it's like it, like the screen looks nice, but it's got that stupid notch on the top, and like it, like it's just not worth the three hundred dollar premium over the eight. Uh, yeah, that thing starts at a grand. Let's talk yeah, about it's that. like it's, it's like okay, yeah. How about I won't do that for a grand? I don't have the Note Eight, honestly, <laughs> which is actually pretty close to a grand. It's nine forty nine at 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 and T, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like it's not like other companies aren't like fucking pushing it either. But but man, it seems like for a grand, you've got better options than than iPhone ten or X or whatever the fuck. How are the fuck you're supposed to pronounce that? I go with X because I'm not pronounced. I'm not getting into the Roman numeral bullshit. All right, you spent nine years using regular numbers. You're not using re- Roman numerals now, bitch. It's like funny after like they lived long enough to become the villain because after like talking shit on Windows for how sp- weird their names are and <laughs> how they go from one to ten to whatever. Yeah. Now that here they are, they they're like now nah, let's just skip nine. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know if you didn't waste all that time with calling everything S models in between, you could have just had a regular 10 and not been weird about it. Mm-hmm. Which, <laughs> which thankfully it looks like they're stopping that whole S series because like the running gag at the, when I worked retail was like, yeah, get, get your phone on during when the S comes out because that they'll fix all the problems that the previous one. Has. <laughs> right. Cause that's what essentially the eight is. The eight is essentially the seven S is what yeah. it feels like. They're like, no, let's just get rid of the S. So people don't, so yeah, I mean, I'm still leaning. I'm like, honestly, it's between the iPhone 8 and like the S8, just because the S8 is cheaper than the Note 8 by 100 bucks. I don't really need to pen that much, uh, or the extra like two gigs of RAM or whatever the fuck. Um, like the only really real reason I'd re- I might stick with an iPhone is because they've they've got the two year option where you can you know you can pay it up, you can upgrade within the year, and they'll include Apple Care with it. 
Mm. Also, so it's like that's pretty tempting, and they'll also give me the most money for the iPhone that I've got now. So it takes off a decent amount of decent, you know, amount off that that sticker price, you know. Um, so I'm I don't know I'm kind of torn honestly. Yeah, I mean, with especially with my newest new position, it doesn't really make sense for me to move away from Apple at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Besides, uh, I got the Mac and the iPad, and I do enjoy the fact that I can see my text messages on the iPad or on the Mac if I'm aware. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're entrenched in that ecosystem, that's it's it's pretty good. They they talk to each other in, in a pretty great way. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like the only one that I thought was remotely cool was the X. And like, even then, and I'm in the same camp, like, yeah, I don't really feel like dropping a thousand dollars, if not all <laughs> at once, then over time. I mean, it's like, if, yeah, because I mean, the thing I, I, I like the most out of all these phones now are, are like, I love the edge to edge screen stuff, man. That stuff looks so cool. Uh, like, it's why I love the S8. It's why I like the idea of the iPhone X, despite that stupid notch at the top where it's got all the fucking sensors and cameras. Uh, um, you know, the Pixel 2 XL, the XL one's got the, the edge, the regular one doesn't. But yeah, man, like I love those edge, edge screens. Like I don't get, I don't get into some of that. <laughs> but unfortunately, options aren't super compelling for me either way. I mean, there's a lot of things I actually don't like about the eight. Like for instance, they decided to bring back the glass back. Yeah, but they did that because they needed that for wireless charging, and I'd rather have the wireless charging than aluminum. But, you know, just saying, as, as someone who remembers the days uh, where, you know, the iPhone 4 and all was around, <laughs> yeah. and it had a glass back, too, trust me, people, I've seen so many cracked backs, and it's already frustrating enough to have, like, a cracked screen, but a cracked back, too, it's like, <laughs> fucking hell, but then again, I, as soon as I get a phone, I put it in an OtterBox, like, almost immediately, so... <laughs> uh. Which you should too, kids. Trust me. Take it from your old pal Malcolm here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm torn. Like honestly, like I might like one. If I go the op- the iPhone route, it's because you I'll have the option to upgrade again next year, and hopefully the iPhone whatever the 10 follow up is uh, will be better than than what it was this year. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and that and if I, and if I still don't care for what's going on i'll just you know continue paying for the iphone 8 and then bill (laughs) the year after that oh yeah and if you're ever looking for an upgrade the easiest way to get an upgrade and least expensive way for an upgrade is has and always has been the protection plan or the insurance that you get through your cell provider like Mm -hmm. i'll give you an example my wife had a galaxy s5 and before we left at uh AT&T, we just, I decided, huh, if I cashed in now, because they don't make the S5 anymore, no. what would she get? And I sure shit, I checked it out. And for the deductible of $112, they were going to send her a, Gal- an I- a Samsung Galaxy S7 as a replacement. So she like <laughs> bumped up to the 7 for like 112 bucks. Nice. So in me, I've got the, the 6S. 64 gigs so they can't just pawn off like some like lower tier memory on me so after they stop making the 6s i'll probably get like a 7 or an 8 but they're gonna have to and since they don't do that in 64 gigs i'm gonna get 128 gigs which is double the space or like maybe 250 dollars because it's crickets insurance but still (laughs) well i think the 7 comes in 128, and I think the the, the 8 comes in one, 256. Mm. It's, it's only 64 and 256 for 
for this year's iPhones. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, there you go. So, yeah, and honestly, like I've got a 128 gig uh, phone now, and like I'm fine. With, I think I'd be fine with the 64, the lower price model, because like I looked at my at, like over two and a half years, I've used 40 gigs on this thing. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I guess I'll be fine with 64. Oh yeah. I mean, the only time that I've Save gone like bucks. past that point on my phone, bucks, I guess. Yeah. The only time I've really gone past that point in the phone is Phones, when, I forget, everybody. <laughs> when I forget to erase a podcast from my phone. I'm like, oh, wait, let me clear up some days. There we go. Malcolm? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, enough of the cell phone talk. You heard it. You came in today to hear us talk about the news. So, Joe, what's happened in the last three weeks? All right, so we've got some phone news. No, that's not. <laughs> now, that, now that we're in a mobile podcast. Uh, no, uh, we've got some pretty big news. Let's start with the biggest PlayStation news of uh, this current news cycle uh, since Steven we last Universe recorded. Universe coming now. <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't talk to like that. Come on. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, the, uh, the chief executive... Officer of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Andrew House is leaving Sony um, pretty effective uh, immediately, it seems. Uh, shit, yeah, so <laughs> he'll be replaced by John Codera, who is currently uh, this, the, the deputy president of SIE. Uh, House will actually still remain as, on as director and chairman uh, through the year to ensure a tr- a trans- uh, for the transitional period, according to Sony's statement, but... Um, yeah, it's it's that's some pretty big news. Um, Sony's statement did not uh, give a reason for why why this is happening necessarily, um, but this is a big ass deal uh, to say the very least. You know, House, you know, he'd been with Sony for since well before even PlayStation was even conceived. Uh, he's been with Sony since 1990. Uh, you know, he moved on from corporate communications uh, into marketing for what was formerly called Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, you know, he was heavily uh, involved at the launch of the original PlayStation. Um, and, uh, yeah, he took over at being the head of, you know, Sony Computer Entertainment uh, in 2011 when he replaced Kaz Harai, who is now the CEO of Sony, period. <laughs> you know, uh, so Kaz got that promotion and then he got promoted uh, to, to head of Sony Entertainment. Uh, I still hate that they moved from Sony Computer Entertainment to Interactive and such. Uh, he's the head of SCE, now the head of SIE. Um, but yeah, like that's uh, that's a hell of a move, to say the very least. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of disappointing. Just merely because, well, I'm sure this is essentially. I don't know if you guys ever saw Seinfeld when you were a kid. <laughs> but this is essentially George saying good night, everybody, and and ending on the high note because you know, <laughs> his you know Andrew essentially was with this company for years, and uh, I believe he was with them through PS2, had the you know that whole thing with PS3, and then was with them when they built PS4 into this freaking powerhouse that it is, and uh, you know that we saw the same thing with uh, what was his name. Big guy, glasses, red hair. What? Ronald McDonald? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Doyle, Boyle, what what was his name? I'm blinking here, Malcolm. Oh, God. I'm going to send you a video. It's the guy opposite (laughs) Shuhei, but it was like, this guy, Shuhei. Oh, Adam Boys. Adam Boys, thank you. 
who did essentially the same thing. Like he left on the high note and now he's off at a, at a studio helping make really awesome games. Yeah, he's uh, here in Chicago uh, with Iron Galaxy. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, you got Shuhei, uh, you know, still making the occasional appearance. And, uh, you know, Andrew House, who, like, like the last real big thing I remember was he was uh, that video that, that he did with uh, Hideo Kojima. You know, basically saying, hey, we've got him to make an exclusive game for us. It's You know it's going to be awesome, and we're not going to treat him like shit like Konami did. <laughs> 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 Which is not what he outright said, but there's a video where they do, like, quote-unquote translations of what they're saying. And it's like, yeah, also fuck Konami, fuck Konami, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he's been through a lot of major times, and, you know, this, you know, PS4 is pretty much at its apex right now. Like, you could make, an, there are arguments being made that, oh, Switch is right on the tail, but l- l- let's be frank here. They're, they're the leader right now above and beyond, so this is a great point for him to check out of, and looks really fantastic on a resume. Um it's both exciting and uh, scary at the same time. Just just because uh, you know, with uh, this new guy, what, what was his name again? Well, he's not a new guy necessarily. Well, um, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah, it's, it, I guess it's fair to to kind of dig into to who's replacing him, and that's uh, that's John Codera, uh, who has actually been part of Sony since 1992 when he was with the portable audio uh, part of the company. You know, Walkman, Discman, things like that. Uh, and then in 2010, he moved over to Sony Network Entertainment International uh, and then promoted to president of that division in 2013. Um, um, yeah, so it's not like he doesn't have any sort of... <laughs> he has no business. <laughs> yeah. A youngster, fresh out of college with dreams yeah, in his the eyes. Guy's and... been, the guy's been with the company almost as long. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that the company or PlayStation, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, uh, is in fine hands. Um with this gentleman here, um, you know, he, uh, he obviously doesn't have the, you know, the, the name recognition amongst, you know, game, you know, you know, hardcore PlayStation fans is, you know, is Andrew House, because, you know, Andrew House is probably, I mean, you think of people like, he's probably in like in the top, like three people involved with like the, over the course of like PlayStation's like life, uh, you know, you've got, you know, Ken Kutaragi, obviously is probably like the most significant one, but then you've got, you know, he's probably right up there along with him. Uh, like, he's been there the entire time, too. Um, he's actually, at this point, he's now been involved with PlayStation longer than Ken Kuragi was. So, um, yeah, definitely a heavyweight. Oh, yeah. So, it it is interesting that uh, this that the new guy has, like, and once again, he's not a new guy. I'm just saying the new seat. What, what, what was his position? VP, CEO, what was it? Uh, he was... He was the president and CEO of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Okay. So president, the new prez slash CEO, that he has some experience with uh, with portable stuff. So I'm. a lot of people are saying, hey, maybe this might lead into, because uh, I don't know if you read the story about Andrew House, like shutting <laughs> down any possibility that they're going to do like a Switch type deal, which, by the way... Um, a lot of people are, are upset by this, but let's. But I want to make something very clear. This is very smart. Like <laughs> when you have like the most selling console of all time, you don't go out there and saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to make something even cooler <laughs> <laughs> in like less than two years or so," and make people all hesitant to want to buy this. Like, oh, why would I buy this if they're going to do something cooler? 
anytime soon, which was like the whole qualm we had with Scorpio. So I, I have no doubt that they have some, some idea of what, of us doing something, maybe not PlayStation five, but you know, at some point, and this might, this new guy with his ideas and knowledge on mobility might be the way to do this. But regardless, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how January going forward goes for Sony. So uh, how do you feel about this, Joe? Um, yeah, like, I mean, they're, you know, these companies obviously um, have plenty of contingencies in place um, to the point where it's like, all right, no one's truly irreplaceable uh, at, at these giant corporations anymore. Um, so I think Sony will be fine. Um, but yeah, like, it will be interesting to see if there's any change in uh in you know philosophy going forward mm. so yeah it's it's sad but you know ultimately i'm happy for house he did a fantastic job and you know for what it's worth thank you because i'm sure like a lot of the reason i'm a playstation fan is because of decisions he made or pushed for the company to make so thanks a lot and i i hope this does continue and you know sony being awesome i mean uh playstation being awesome i mean but yeah, so I'm very curious to see what he does. I don't know if he's going to go into a studio or if he's going to do his own thing. I don't know. But, yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, I feel like maybe he might just retire. Because, <laughs> I mean, what else is there to do? Yeah, just drop the mic. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> tip your waitress, everyone. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, a hell of a run. Like, 30 years at Sony, what was he there at, or? Uh, 27. 20, okay, just shy, but still, that that's, <laughs> a, that's a hell of a run. Yeah, it's a long time to work anywhere. Let alone become CEO slash president of, like, an <laughs> entire section of, or division, yeah. so. Yeah, but, yeah, like, uh, it, it's going to be weird, like, it's weird now, because, uh, you know, you don't really see the familiar faces we used to at E3s anymore. It used to be Adam Boys, Shuhei, and Andrew House, making a, an announcement of some kind, but mm. you see less and less out of them, but you would still see Andrew house pop up here and there, like that video with Kojima and that various announced during announcements and what have you, but mm-hmm. it's going to be weird no longer seeing him anymore. And I'm sure the, this, uh, the new CEO slash president will be making appearances here and there. And like, who is the new, uh, president of, uh, of uh, PlayStation America that they got that, has been like he, he did he's done like two e3s now yeah yeah he made sean Layden was is that his name yeah it's sean Layden now yeah yeah basically he pops in he talks a little while and then trailers play nonstop for like 30 or 40 minutes then he'll pop in again and then it's another 30 or 40 minutes of trailers <laughs> yeah it's like i remember like his first e3 it's like you could tell this was his first time talking in front of a public audience <laughs> but but he has gotten better. He's gotten a lot better. Granted, he's not talking that much now, but you know he is getting better at like, all right, this is why we're fucking awesome, and you know he's starting to lay <laughs> down that stank, which is great. But I'm sure we'll start seeing this uh, new guy in public, so that'll be interesting when that happens. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on this one? Uh, no. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We've got uh, former update, Malcolm. Mm. Yeah. What about us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. Uh, right. No, the the big 5.0 update is now available uh, widely. Uh, We're skipping 300 episodes, folks. <laughs> it was in beta uh, when we last checked in, and it is now available for everybody. And um, yeah, there you go. 
it's basically as we described last time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like uh, the big thing for me is like this is introducing family sharing, which uh, admittingly I have yet to look up how that works. Uh, the parental control features, I believe, are being overhauled uh, for what Sony calls family on PSN, uh, which replaces the old master slash sub account system. Uh, according to this GameSpot account, our, our story says instead, one user is deemed as the family manager, and they can set up other accounts and point them as parent slash guardian, adult, or child. Parents or guardians can restrict child accounts in their use of online features and communications with other players, set restrictions for games, restrict the use of the internet browser, and set spending limits for the PlayStation Store. Um, in the beta, Sony stated that setting up an adult account for the first time would be charged 50 cents to verify that you are an adult, uh, which is funny. <laughs> uh, it's unclear if, that's, if that requirement uh, holds true for the full thing, uh, but it was not mentioned in the patch notes for for um, for the update, so interesting. Does it mention, like, because uh, I have multiple PlayStations in my apartment. And one, the one in the living room is the authorized PlayStation, not just because it's the Pro, but, and I, as I'm hearing Joe type on that keyboard there, but <laughs> it also uh, has to be that way because any, like, digital purchases I make, uh, on the authorized one, my wife and my mother-in-law can play games on their accounts on there because it's authorized, so people allow it. Now, if they were to try to do that in the bedroom for whatever reason, wouldn't work that well because it's not authorized so they can't play. So if we're in an official family and they're marked as an adults, do you know if they can play video, digital games like I purchase wherever on whatever PlayStation as I try to make this as long as possible so Joe has time to look? Um, well, well, like I said, the family on PSN uh, feature uh, replaces the parental control features. Um, so it's not really affecting what happens in terms of like sharing games across PlayStations and accounts. This is more like, um, like, hey, I've, I've – well, because – yeah, because, you, you know, you can set up as the parent uh, on one PlayStation – have the account for your kid, make sure that they're not, you know, playing games that they, you don't want them to or spending all your money on PSN or whatever. Uh, it's more for that. It's not quite, you know, like, oh, I want to play, you know, I want to buy Destiny 2 on this PlayStation and be able to play it on that PlayStation over there. Uh, um, yeah, so. Gotcha. Parental controls. All right. Awesome. Uh, anything else uh, stand out to you on this uh, update here? Or? Uh, no, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, for me, the biggest change for me is like oh i can make my notifications black again <laughs> <laughs> so i did that all right right on all right moving on what else happened in the last three weeks um yeah this is actually pretty recent news here as well um yeah the ea electronic arts has shut down uh visceral games um yeah this was yesterday wasn't it yeah yeah as we're recording this on the 18th, um, yeah, they they shut down Visceral Games, who uh, of course were responsible for the Dead Space series, which is Oof. which is sadly absent from this generation of games. Um, and on top of that, they were working on they were working on a pretty significant game. On top of that, uh, they were working on a uh, they were working on a Star Wars game, if you if you remember, Malcolm, that Amy Hennig was a part was was kind of uh, writing and being the head of. Uh, and Amy Hennig, of course, for for PlayStation fans, you would know her as basically the 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 veteran behind Uncharted, 
uh, you know, she wrote the first three games, uh, was I, and you know, she had a huge creative uh, vision behind those first three Uncharted games. Uh, so, you know, she moved over to Visceral and was working on the Star Wars game. Um, and incidentally, um, you know, GameSpot, because I'm reading this off of GameSpot, uh, they asked, um, they asked, uh, well, what happens with Amy Hennig? Uh, it turned and it says, um, yeah, it seems that she may no longer be involved with that project either. Fuck. Uh, yeah, it says we're. It says, "quote We're in discussions with Amy about her next move, and that's and they declined to share any additional information uh, beyond that." Um, you know, the game itself is not canceled. Uh, that game is being taken over uh, by a different studio within EA, um, by EA Vancouver, um, or Vancouver Studio, which isn't too far uh, from uh, where this was, or from where where Visceral Games was based. I believe they were based in Washington, so it's not too far from. Um, yeah, so uh, EA, of course, is doing their, their the thing that companies do when they shut down a studio. It's like, yeah, we're we're working with our employees to see if we can get them set up in a different uh, one of our studios or whatever. Um, but I figure, you know, crossing inter- an international border to work for the same company might be trickier for most people uh, than EA lets on. Um, so yeah, that sucks. That sucks a lot for any number of reasons. Yeah, like I have no doubt that. Amy Henning, if she is gone from EA, that she isn't just going to land on her feet just fine. Like, I think Naughty Dog would take her back in a second. If she no, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, I mean, although, as if we remember when she left Naughty Dog in the first place, we don't know if that separation was necessarily amicable. <laughs> um, Fair enough, but you know, <laughs> I think, I feel like any studio in their right yeah. mind would want her in a second, so. Yeah, Amy Henning will be perfectly fine. Uh, so I, I, <laughs> I'm at least confident in that. But it does it does kind of suck any interest I had uh, in seeing what this game was going to be all about because like I like I, I appreciate Star Wars but I don't love Star Wars the way everybody else seems to love Star Wars um, so to play like an extended universe type of thing uh, you would need a pretty big reason to get me sucked into that and saying that oh yeah the creative force behind Uncharted is behind this game oh yes I will definitely check that out then yeah, Mr. Um, Perfect Star. <laughs> Um, but with shut up. <laughs> but without, but without her there, um, I don't know. Um, you know, it was it was the combination of Amy Hedig working with Visceral Games, and you know, Visceral Games had a pretty fucking great pedigree. Uh, also, you know, with, with those Dead Space games. Uh, so I I was super on board with this game. Uh, so I have no idea what's like. This is a game that you know still doesn't even have like an official name. It's still just in. You know, in, un, not an un, unannounced, but like untitled, you know, project. So for me personally, uh, that game's got to be look pretty fucking good for me to care about it now. If I'm being honest. So that that game is still happening. Yeah, they they just shifted it over to to their Vancouver studio, which isn't too far from uh, Redwood Shores, which is where Visceral was based in Washington. You know, if there's one thing I've learned in the video game industry so far is that if you're working on a, a Star Wars game, get the fuck out of that studio because you're going to get shut down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. But it, it sucks, you know, not just because the Amy Henning situation, but, you know, Visceral's, you know, Visceral games that they had like a pedigree. They, like I said, I love those Dead Space games. One and two were fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I still have a sealed copy of Dead Space Three. On yeah, PS3. me too. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, <laughs> like I played Resident Evil Five to death, but it's still, sh- but Six I bought on launch day, and it's still shrink wrapped. 
<laughs> uh, but one and two, damn, were they amazingly trippy experiences. And I've, I granted, I haven't played, but uh, with Dead Space three, I heard it. And even though I wasn't, as soon as I heard co-op, I was, I think that's when I started mentally checking out. Okay, they they forgot what what it, <laughs> they sold out, but. Uh, they did some. They tried to do some interesting things because apparently, like the story is, one of you is losing their mind. So it's almost like a ghost uh, spec ops the line thing, uh-huh. where the player, uh, the the guy who's playing the other character who's going nuts, is seeing all this shit. Meanwhile, you're, when you're playing the character who isn't losing his mind, you're like seeing everything normal. So you have no idea what the other one's talking about. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the other character is like, why isn't he reacting to anything? <laughs> So uh, that that is a cool idea, but it didn't really like do well, from what I understand, for whatever reason. And unfortunately, they just gave up. Like Resident Evil had some stumbles along the way. Like not everything was received like five and two was. They had some freaking stumbles too, but they kept at it. They're like, okay, we've shown yeah. we we we've, we've proven we can make money with this. Let's try again. But yeah, it's it feels like one and done nowadays too, which is a shame. But damn. yeah, um, yeah. The last thing that they worked on since. Uh... Since Dead Space was, I forgot, but they were the ones behind Battlefield Hardline uh, a couple years ago. Um, and they've been working on Battlefield DLC as well, uh, in general. Um, and also, it's also worth noting that a few years ago, you know, the, the, the general manager and CEO of that company, uh, who were Triple a large part... <laughs> yes. It's not all wrestling, welcome. <laughs> all right. Um, Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry, uh, they left... Uh, they they left uh, Visceral Visceral Games a while ago. Uh, they founded, of course, uh, Sledgehammer Studios, who worked on uh, Call of Duty uh, Advanced Warfare and are making World War II uh, this year for Call of Duty. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, I don't know. It sucks. Yeah, and going I like back... that studio. That studio is real good. Oh yeah, and going back to my point with Amy Henning, she's going to be fine, yes, but artistically, I can imagine she must be really frustrated. Like, to, yeah, to give an example on a very on a much smaller scale, like I'm playing D and D with a group of friends now, and I literally thought for three weeks about this character I'm playing, his backstory, his motivations, why he's doing what he's doing, what he's hoping to gain by playing with the other party members, like, you know, even, like, to the point of, like, how he got his name that he uses, because he's a pirate ninja that I created called Badir, who's a badass character. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> now, imagine with Amy, where she created an entire freaking world. Like, she created, like, you like that, Badir took, like, three weeks that I was, like, solidly thinking on like, <laughs> what to do. Like, like, no joke, not just... And don't get me started about trying to figure out what his character class would be and all that. That took three weeks. Amy created characters and the world that they live in and why the situation is what it is and weaponry and, like, well, not all weaponry, but you know what I'm talking about here. Here, like, uh, and all this other stuff. And then, like, after probably, what, a good year, two years of working on this game, like, all of a sudden, here comes EA, like, yeah, don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah that sucks i mean that's you know that's that's kind of the bitch of working on like legacy franchises that's kind of what happens with so many you see it happen a lot in comic books as well um where you know like kind of com- you know comic book writers kind of like you know they 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 scratch and claw with their creator own stuff to try to get their 
their foot in the door for like Marvel and DC. Uh, and then they'll write at those companies for a couple of years. And they're like, actually, fuck this, because I don't own any of this stuff that I'm writing. <laughs> so they go back to Image Comics and make their own stuff instead again. Uh, because, yeah, like that's the thing is that like you pour all your you pour so much time and the creative resources into into like this th- this giant thing that's like a dream project for you. It's like, oh man, like writing Star Wars, imagine writing Star Wars. Uh but you don't own any part of Star Wars. You're just <laughs> there's you have you are relinquishing everything to to I guess at this point it'd be Disney or whoever. Um and that's that. Like you you're just in and out and you know <laughs> good luck to you on the way out. Don't let it hit don't let the door hit you. I've been seeing that more and more, like, you know, in wrestling too, sorry, but yeah, it's like you have, <laughs> you have this uh, place that's like the dream or like the place to go to that everyone wants to work at one day and you scratch and claw, scratch and claw and you finally get there and it sucks. It fucking sucks. <laughs> like uh, I've seen a lot of negative, like if you go on Glassdoor, like, t- like type in one of the major gaming studios like Rockstar or or uh, CD Projekt Red has been in the news too. And, you know, the, the reviews are low cause it's like not all fun, you know, no pun intended, not all fun and games. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. But, uh, and I feel bad. I, I that everyone in CD Projekt Red, are, were they, are they just gone or are they being transferred? CD Projekt Red? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Breaking news. No. <laughs> I mean, visceral games that they were transferred Vancouver. You said, well, no, the, the, the game itself, uh, the star Wars game that they're working on. Oh, okay. Studio. Um, EA, of course, you know, they did their lip service. They're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're helping, uh, those affected by helping them move to other studios within EA. Um, how many of those will want to relocate to another countries <laughs> to work at their Vancouver studio? I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like of course also, uh, as always happens, these kinds of things, you know, other game companies are on Twitter like, Hey, um, that sucks. But if we've got job openings, if you, if you need them. Um, so I think ultimately, um, you know, those, those people over there are super talented. Um, I think most, if not all, will probably land on their feet somewhere else. Uh, hopefully. Um, but it sucks. Yeah, it definitely sucks. Yeah, if I could throw out some advice for Visceral, maybe try to join Bethesda and help out with Evil Within. Like, imagine the people who worked on uh, freaking Dead Space tried to lend a hand to Evil Within, which is already shaping up to be a really solid franchise. Like, uh, I've heard nothing but good things about a lot of the changes they do. It's like, it's far from a perfect game still, but it's, like, solid. Yeah. And, like, that's, uh, sadly, and this, this is... There's no way to say this without sounding like I'm crapping on the game, but it's a solid <laughs> game. It's definitely a game that I'm going to pick up once it goes on sale. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not quite at that Wolfenstein level of uh, $60. Here you go. Give me that game. It's like <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's on the right track and I believe it's, uh, you know, it has, it still has tremendous potential and it is getting better with each rendition so far. We'll see. All right. What else happened? Uh, speaking of EA Star Wars games, welcome. <laughs> uh, we got some. We got some Battlefront Two news. <laughs> loot boxes. Um, it's <laughs> loot boxes, everybody. Hey, hey everyone's favorite uh, thing this year. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ with the loot boxes. Cut it out already. <laughs> Oh my God. Um. So yeah, that Battlefront Two, of course, had its beta test. Uh, 
Uh, I don't think the loot boxes are part of the beta test, but uh, they did confirm that that is part of what's going on there uh, with that game's multiplayer. Um, and, you know, EA or DICE, I forget who exactly spoke. Uh, probably DICE, I think. Yeah, DICE, uh, the developers of Battlefront 2. Um, they tried to, to assuage people's fears about that. They're like, yeah, um, so you'll only... Like, inside the crates, you'll just find, you know, star cards, emotes, victory poses, and outfits. Uh, and any duplicate star cards you receive are turned into crafting parts that can be put towards other star cards uh, for your choosing. Um, and the only problem there is that, you know, star cards are, are basically gameplay modifiers. Uh, um, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, and even though the, even though they're like, yeah, you still have to be a high enough level to be able to use certain star cards. It's like, yeah, but if you're a high enough level, you can stay pretty dominant just by kind of buying more loot boxes or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> I hate loot boxes so much. Oh, God. They, they've just been in full force this year. It's ruining yeah, so many man. franchises. Ah, oh, man, it gets into a whole conversation about whether, you know, like, oh, game companies are doing this because, you know, $60 is, you know, like, it's just not enough to sustain the game uh, anymore, um, which, you know, I can, like, there's there's an argument to be heard there. It's like, okay, games have been $60 basically since, like, what, 2005, um, when the Xbox 360 launched. Um, I guess when games moved up to like a pretty semi-permanent $60, of course, there you know, there are a few exceptions here and there, but $60 has been a standard for, for the better part of 12 years now. Um, and of course, you know, and I believe with inflation over time, that has a, the $60 then has the buying power of $75 today, I believe is what I heard. Um, so, you know, games aren't getting any cheaper or, or they aren't getting, you know, they aren't getting any cheaper to produce, but they're staying the same price. Uh, so at that point, it's like, yeah, that's why we've got, you know, we've got things like, you know, DLC, got, you know, season passes, all this stuff, which is, you know, f- for me, it's like, okay, that's fine. If you're giving me something extra to actually experience uh, for more money, okay, maybe I'll look into that. But if it's just like, hey, it's loot boxes, it's fucking glorified video game gambling. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Uh, and your reward is maybe doing better than other people who don't want to partake in your video game gambling. It's like, okay. Well, that sucks. That's a sh- it, it reminds me of, it seems so short-sighted to kind of like the way, remember online passes back in the day, Malcolm? Remember that mm. terrible time between like 2010 to like 20, That it was like, it was short-lived. It was like one and a half or two years tops, where all of a sudden every game had an online pass that you had to redeem. Uh, and if you bought the game you used, you couldn't play it online, basically, unless you paid 10 bucks. Uh, it feels like that. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, this seems like a good band-aid now, but people are going to get pretty fucking tired of it pretty fast, and they're going to have to find another way to... to Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the solution is. I'm not a fucking economist or anything, but maybe just make games... Either charge more for games out of the box or give us better shit to pay for. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of some examples that uh, of good additional content. Like, something that's immediately springs to mind is Witcher 3, which... You could argue you got Witcher four and five <laughs> with those. Yeah, DLC those are like thirty hour expansions, basically each time. Yeah, I would even put uh, some of the stuff that uh, on a lesser, on a much lesser scale, like some of the stuff that Final Fantasy fifteen and Resident Evil seven are doing. Like Resident Evil seven, especially because that whole Chris Redfield thing. Keep in mind, is free. 
Like you're not going to have to pay for that. Like if you yeah. bought, if you bought the game, that's a freebie that they've uh-huh. been working on for a solid year. And plus, you got all these additional things, which uh, which you got some the prologue of how this whole happens at the Baker's family. You got uh, some like really interesting mini games that you could play there that all came with the season pass. And plus, you're also getting the end of Zoe, which is you know like the basically what happened to that character after the events of seven and uh on top and then you got final fantasy 15 you get like these additional story pieces focusing on the other three characters which yeah they're not that long but at the same time it's not like they're selling them for 20 bucks they're only like five bucks each that's that's a good price for what you're getting i feel it's like yeah that's solid that like I, when you're gambling, though, that's when I start to get here. It's literally gambling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the. I mean, I guess the ESRB doesn't see it that way because they would have. Yeah, there was a story where they officially quoted and say, "No, it's not gambling," but. But it super is. It super is. Yeah. <laughs> it super is. It's so, like you're you're putting money forward and you're hoping to get a prize that is that exceeds what you put in. That's what gambling is. Mm-hmm. Yeah you're taking a gamble that you're going to get something <laughs> good or you might crap out. It's it literally is gambling. Like the ESRB can say whatever they want. They're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a. He's like, so there is like good DLC. Like uh, next month we got horizon coming out with a good chunk of story DLC. That was like, I believe it was like 15 bucks when I bought it, but I think it's selling for like 19. Yeah. It's 19. I think if you are on PS plus, you can pre-order for, for 15. Yeah, and you know that that's solid. That's substantial. That's not like I'm buying like a different hairdo for Aloy or some shit. It's like <laughs> no, it's it's like story. Like ultimately, that's like the easiest way to get me to buy DLC, additional story. Like uh, Neo also did some fantastic stuff with uh, additional story packs for I believe nine ninety nine. Like that's a solid investment on continuing the ongoing story, which we already got a significant bite out of. Though. Yeah, and. And I guess in the in in the case of Battlefront Two, I guess they trade off is you know they're gonna give maps and characters and whatnot for free. They're gonna update those for free. Um, and I guess they trade off is well, we gotta make money on this multiplayer somewhere. It's like well, I'd rather you just charge for the fucking maps and characters. Then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'd rather do that than fucking have these stupid loot boxes that could impact people's actual experience playing those maps and fucking characters to begin with. Like I'm trying to figure out where the line is because that maybe it's because it was really the first game to do it this year but i don't recall being upset at all about injustice 2 and its mother boxes yeah mainly because like most of the mother boxes you can get from just like playing the game over and over and like okay here go get like you can get like a free mother box just for signing in over there for christ's sake And so, you know, granted, the the option to pay money is there, but then again, you're like, it's like, why bother? I can just go to a freaking alternate world, beat it, and get a free platinum box or something by doing pretty well in it. So it's like, so like, it the option is there, but if you play the game, you can get cracks at mother boxes and whatnot, and because even then, it's a gamble. Like, if I want to get something for Red Hood. I don't know I'm going to get something with Red Hood with a mother box. I may get a bunch of shit for Aquaman, who I barely use. <laughs> and then from there, I believe, I would have to, someone could fact check me, but I believe there was also mother boxes for their multi- multiplayer game in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. And then we just descended into madness with like, mother, with freaking, it's not called mother boxes, but loot boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh- 
yeah, it's it's just a trend that I hope fizzles out as fast as it came upon us because it's fucking annoying. Oh, it, it's going to end really quick because there's already talk about uh, the next Call of Duty game using uh, loot boxes, of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> let, let's get on that. Tr- let's beat that dead horse into putty. <laughs> when the greatest generation stormed Normandy, they did so with the power of a loot box. <laughs> So it does make me appreciate, like, I think, like, a lot of uh, the main reason, like, a lot of people lost their shit over Shadow of War was yeah, that's a single-player game. That's a fucking yes, single-player game. what's the point? <laughs> like, Injustice, Starfront, you can, uh, Star Wars, Starfront, like, that would be an interesting <laughs> crossover, but anyway. Like, you can make the, those are just, like, giant, mul- massive multiplayer games at their core. So, yeah, okay, I can see that. It's, oh, Destiny 2, god fucking damn them. But anyway, <laughs> but, you know, Shadow of War, that's a single-player game. You cut that shit out right the fuck now, WWE. WWE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, have you played that? Shadow of War? Um yeah. My wife has. Uh, sadly, it came out like in the middle of training, and uh, training decided, "Hey, let's not give Malcolm days off this week. One week." <laughs> and by the time I actually got like a, and then I got sick as a dog. So like the one day off I did have, I had an intense migraine, and being epileptic, I didn't want to push it and play a video game. Mm. And then finally, uh, I got my day off yesterday and today. However, South Park came out, so yeah. I. I haven't played it. Uh, Sandra has started into it, and she's enjoyed it so far. And she hasn't done loot box number one, so yeah. that's promising, anyway. So it is definitely a game I'm going to get. I am going to get to and play. It's just it's coming out in October, which was I knew it was going to be Armageddon as far as video games went. Mm. Like I feel bad for Evil Within because that might have like in any other year, I feel like that would have had a spot in our Game of the Year tournament. Probably, <laughs> probably will be in our Cinderella bracket, but still. Like, it's hard to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of games. A lot of games. Goddamn. <laughs> Good games, too. It's like, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got South Park, like I said. I've got Gran Turismo that I'll be playing. But, I mean, Gran Turismo, I, I feel like, doesn't really count for me. Because I, I could play that, like, in, like, 30-minute chunks and be fine with it. Uh, but, like, you know, I've got that. I've got Wolfenstein coming with Mario. Um, like, I want to play Shadow of War. I do. But it's like, oh. I got to make time for this 80-hour thing now. <laughs> uh, when I still want to play Yakuza 0, which is also an 80-hour thing. It's like, oh, God damn it. Like, which of these 80-hour things do I play? Like, uh, I will comment on some of the... Rev- like, have you heard any of the reviews for uh, Shadow of War? Um, they seem mostly positive, yeah. They're mostly positive. The The most negative thing I've heard about the game is the third act. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. Which essentially turns into Arkham Knight, as in, in order to get the true ending, you have to grind, either grind and grind and grind and grind and grind into, in doing side quests and whatnot, till you finally get like this three or five minute clip that shows the true ending, which is you know, mm. Arkham Knight in a nutshell. Or two, <laughs> you, it feels like it, the third act was just put there just to give, just to make people want to buy loot boxes, which is a shame. Yeah. Because, like, everything else up until that point felt, like, right on point. And a lot of people are saying, like, in that second act, that final boss fight makes up for any boss fight issues you had with the first game. So it feels like it should have ended there, but they just tacked this last bit on. So it's a little weird. Weird, But aside from that, I've heard mainly positive stuff, which is great, which is really super great. 
Yeah, like I've heard that it's that it kind of revels in being a video game a lot, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? Loot boxes or on? This? No. Okay. No. I don't. Um, also, Star Wars Battlefront is getting some PlayStation bundles. Hooray. <laughs> um, you get a you get a standard bundle with a PS4 Slim, the standard version of the game. You'd also get a, a limited edition PS4 Pro bundle with some fancy graphics. And a deluxe version of the game. Still not as cool as that Monster Hunter bundle that I. No, saw. it actually kind of looks dumb. I don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's just not me crapping on the game in general. It's I just think it looks bad. Um, I'd rather get the Destiny bundle, honestly. You didn't, or you did? I said, no, I'd rather get the Destiny bundle. Ah. I said. That's, that white PS4 Pro. It's handsome. Really nice. It's handsome. It's substantial. It's nice. Yeah, I almost did buy it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> My friend talked me out of it. He's like, do you really do that right now? I was like, oh. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> like, if you get one more, you're tied with me as far as buying PlayStations. <laughs> I've already bought the two. You only bought the two, but you still haven't gotten the Pro. You still haven't become Pro yet. Oh, <laughs> one day, though. Yeah, All right, moving on. All right, uh, what else have we got here? PlayStation VR is a year old, Malcolm. Hooray. <laughs> um, and is also, so we've got a couple of things here. Um, one is that it's getting a hardware update um, to some pretty, well, I mean, not like substantial in that, like, oh, it's more powerful or whatever. Um, but some some updates here for the PlayStation VR hardware. Family um, sharing in 3D. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things is that it has integrated headphones now, uh, some earbuds, so you shouldn't be, you know, cab- no, fucking tangling cables around uh, if you don't have, like, a decent head- set of headphones to, to use with PlayStation VR. Um, it's got some built-in ones now, um, so those are neat. Um, but really, function functionally, the, probably the biggest thing is that the external processing unit, you know, the, the little fucking breakout box or whatever, mm-hmm. um, now allows for HDR pass-through. So you don't have to disconnect it in order to use HDR features on your PS4 <laughs> or PS4 Pro, um, which sounds super annoying uh, beforehand. Um, like if you had an HDR TV and you wanted to, you know, watch some shit in HDR, you had to disconnect your VR basically uh, for it to work that way. Um, but now... Um, no, that's not the case with this new updated version. Uh, but, yeah, it does suck for anyone who bought the VR <laughs> uh, very recently, uh, you know, and had his HDR set and has been living with that. But thumbs to brakes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Happy birthday, VR. Yeah. From what I can tell, it's not It's not doing bad. It's uh, No, no. Yeah. Um, I think Sony also announced that they've got or not them personally, but in general, 60-plus games are, are in development for PlayStation VR currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, thing's, uh, that thing won't be slowing down anytime soon, hopefully. Oh, that's good. And, uh, yeah, I, I almost I came close to getting it at launch, but I think it was like, if I recall, like the Switch was coming out like a few weeks later, and I was like trying to figure out what to get. And in, in the end, I, I actually was like, ah, I'm just not going to get either. It's like, fuck it. And then everything went down with the Switch like it went down. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, for me, when it came out, it's like I just didn't have the room in my old apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They, my my they, tiny little studio, I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, they wanted you to have like six feet like around you at all times so you could move around or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And um, yeah, it just was not up. <laughs> just not something I could do in my old apartment. 
Like um, we've widened out my apartment since then, but even then, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got the room now, um, but even then, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I want because <laughs> I've seen some discounts uh, on the old unit uh, as well, but like the the, the newer uh, the refreshed hardware seems like I wouldn't recommend buying the other hardware if you've got an HDR set with this coming around the corner. Um, but hey, at least we'll have games uh, to come. Oh yeah, sixty plus games. You know, you've got Doom VR, you've got uh, uh, some other stuff. <laughs> Skyrim's making Skyrim. it around. Yeah, um, I'll probably so. be another Bethesda. Wasn't there another Bethesda game that's coming on there? Pro- uh, I don't remember. I recall but... there was like three three games for VR. I wouldn't be surprised if Wolfenstein makes its way to VR at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if it can make it to if it can make it to Switch, it can make it to VR. <laughs> B.J. Blazkowicz, the new Duke Nukem, like, as far as, like, uh, status. Uh, very well could be, in that he is more likable <laughs> than Duke Nukem is. He is. He, he's like an honest Joe. <laughs> he's just doing his <laughs> best. All right, moving on. What else happened? Uh, let's see. Uh, interestingly enough, Sony uh, could very well start publishing Nintendo Switch and PC games under a new label. Okay. <laughs> and <Sony>. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is actually coming from Sony's music division. Uh, should I should say it's the the, the label is called Unties, uh, and uh, yeah, they've got a game called Tiny Metal coming soon. That's coming to Switch and PC as well as PS4, um, and a few other projects that are coming to PC as well. Um, and yeah, and apparently Sony Music says that this Unties label has been set up to quote unearth high-quality indie titles and utilize SME's fast entertainment business wisdom <laughs> in order to expose them to as many consumers as possible. Uh, it went on to say that it intends to, quote, free creators from the myriad ties that bind them when it comes to publishing their games and make free, limitless publishing a reality. Hmm. So, it's interesting. It, it is interesting, and, you know, and it's, a, it's one of those, yeah, why not? Like, if you can do this, and there's, like, I, I'm going to say legal ramifications. I don't imagine what the legal ramifications would be. It's like an interesting new thing where... Well, I mean, there's nothing legally stopping yeah. any of these companies from publishing on other platforms. Like, Microsoft, if, I mean, if fucking Microsoft wanted to publish... To want to publish a fucking Gears of War game on PlayStation, there's nothing legally stopping them. But, of course, why would they do that? Um, you know, if, but... Yeah, like, and it, like I said, it, it's important to note that this is not a PlayStation thing this is a sony thing uh sony music doing this you know sony like remember sony online entertainment back in the day they published you know planet side 2 and payday the heist uh on pc uh and you know eventually they got sold off uh and are no longer part of sony but like yeah sony's published things on non-playstation things before uh you know they've even got a couple of mobile games as well you know they've got some uncharted (laughs) fucking thing on mobile um, so it's not out of the order. It's not completely out of the question, but interesting to see. Hmm. All right, moving on. Moving on, we have yeah. Speaking of cross-platform stuff, Malcolm. Mm. <laughs> um, of course, Phil Spencer, uh, over at the head of Xbox, has been pretty vocal about what he wants to be able to do with Sony uh, and PlayStation and you know Nintendo and all of them. You know, playing in the same garden and whatnot. Um, and yeah, he's provided an update on where things stand with Sony, 
he told GameSpot at the Brazil game show uh, recently that, you know, they speak to Sony all the time, but the conversations have not amounted to anything and might never. Uh, <laughs> he said, quote, uh, we talk to Sony all the time. With Minecraft on PlayStation, we have to be one of the biggest games on the platform in terms of sales uh, and gameplay. Uh, same with Nintendo. The relationship with Nintendo on this front has been strong. They've been great supporters, and we continue to collaborate with them. But I think Sony's view is different. They should talk about what their view is. Uh, and when asked if crossplay between Xbox and PlayStation was a lost cause, he said he doesn't want to speak for Sony, uh, that nothing is ever set in stone, but the way things are now with Sony makes him believe that the company may never come around. We've got a, another black quote here. I have a real struggle making comments about their motivation or timelines. I know there's a certain view that says, my friends have this console, they can't play with people who buy another console. That's the reason they go buy my console, he said. That reason is not going to go away. So we're putting Minecraft out there as one of the biggest games on any platform and allowing people to play together regardless of what device they bought. I don't think everybody's taking that same approach to the ecosystem. So I'm never going to call anything a lost cause, but I think some of the fundamental reasons and certain scenarios, they're not really going away. So I don't know what would change. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like it's such a layup <laughs> to just fucking do it. Just check the box. Yeah, at the very least, it's fucking Minecraft. You're not losing anything here. Yeah. It's like, granted, that wonderful night where everyone playing Fortnite could play together <laughs> with everyone was fantastic. And it is at a point where it's literally you just check a box and you can all play together. But I'm telling you, this will bite Sony in the ass one day if... They're going to be that one asshole who doesn't want to play with everybody. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, it sucks for me because, you know, uh, Monster Hunter is coming out soon. Monster Hunter World, excuse me. And uh, one of my uh, best friends in the area is a Monster Hunter fan, too, but he's an Xbox guy. So he's, like, calling out for hunters to come out. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be over here, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, and it's not like... There's no precedent for Sony doing, you know, crossplay stuff. Like Street Fighter V was a huge game for them. Uh, you know, that works between PC and PlayStation. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. On top of that, like their reasoning for not wanting to do that has been really dickish. I want to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I would we say that as well. Uh, we don't want to poison our player. You're right, because like you have nothing but patron saints over there on the. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So, yeah, they need to be careful because if like Xbox Two is like really awesome, and then like, oh, here's you mean Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? <laughs> no, I mean Xbox. What else would I be talking? You mean about? Xbox? You mean the Xbox? Oh, you mean the Xbox One? Oh, God damn it! <laughs> the Xbox Ten Two when it comes out. <laughs> oh God. Oh Lord! But when that comes out, and because I guarantee you, right now they're thinking, okay, we've lost, so. When the next generation hits, let's have, like, 20 new exclusive franchises or whatever or something like that. Like, And if Sony doesn't have an answer, especially if they go out there and saying, hey, these games will also work with Switch and you can play with people on Switch or God. I'm just paraphrasing here, but still, it's like, ugh. Like, th this, could, this could backfire. So this could be, like, the beginning of the end, not of, like, playstation but like a playstation's lead and then they'll go back to being those plucky young underdogs like oh we want to play with everyone too now that we aren't number one and it's like that yeah <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it sucks but sony 
Sony's going to do Sony, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. Uh, speaking of Gran Turismo Sport earlier, Malcolm. Uh, hey, Gran Turismo Sport. It's a fine game. Uh, and it turns out there was a not very highly publicized uh, super special edition of the game uh, that was seemingly sold only in Taiwan. Was it Taiwan? Yeah, Taiwan. Sony Interactive Entertainment Taiwan announced a Gran Turismo Sport PS4 bundle that sold for how much would you guess the what would you get? Let's go laugh. At, actually, you know what? I'll just say it. For $46,000. $46,600. Lord. Like, did would it come like... with a car? Or... It did indeed come with a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can yeah, only so... imagine how many of those they had at the GameStop movie. <laughs> um, Where are they... we supposed to put this? <laughs> <laughs> Parked in the middle of the store. Uh, um, actually, no. It was a very limited edition. Uh it was they sold one of one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, this included a huge number of things. This for one, obviously the the, the centerpiece, as we mentioned, is the 2018 Mazda MX-5 Miata Roadster, uh, which is a pretty sweet car. Mm. Uh, it's got some custom graphics on it. Looks nice. Uh, on top of that, you get a play, you get a uh, <laughs> a copy of the game, of course. Uh, PlayStation 4 Pluro, uh, PlayStation VR, 12 months of PlayStation Plus, uh, Thrustmaster TGT um, racing wheel, a racing seat, uh, a I believe a 55 inch uh, Bravia 4K HDR OLED set, uh, and uh, and again the car. <laughs> um, yeah, if you had 50k, you know, lying around, uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Yeah, I can't actually, argue that actually, point. Well, actually, I think you're actually, I think you're paying like 10 grand over the combined retail price of everything. Um, but hey, that's a sweet car. And uh, yeah, uh, happy birthday to whoever, whatever lucky fan <laughs> got that one. God damn. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, well, I was interested in getting the game anyway, and I just broke my car. May as well. <laughs> damn. Like, I wonder how that works. Like, do you pay it all up front? Can you, like, is this, like, the one collector's <laughs> edition where you can get, like, a loan to get it? <laughs> I, I have to imagine that you put out, I mean, you have to be able to put out a loan for that, right? It's, it's like, you're buying a car, basically. Yeah. It's like, you, you, I, I feel you frame it to the bank or whoever as, I'm buying a car and it comes with this extra shit. <laughs> comes with the $60 game. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this car because I really like Gran Turismo. So, all right, you can have AC, or you can have this copy of uh, of Gran Turismo. Sport. <laughs> or you can have a standard edition copy. So, I'll roll the windows down. Can be that video game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they do still sell cars that are conditioned. Really? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, and they are race uh, cars, Malcolm. Like the Camaro ZL1 1LE, uh, I believe you can get without air conditioning to save on weight. Hmm. That makes sense. So it's how, how long do those races go for? <laughs> um, well, it depends on the race. You, within between a couple hours, or if you're a hardcore dude, you can enter a 24-hour race somewhere, probably. Oh, God. With no AC? Good. <laughs> and those full leather get-ups that they're wearing all the time? <laughs> they don't wear leather racing suits. That's what they're <laughs> <laughs> they just like peel that shit off at the end of the <laughs> They'd be dead after the end of two laps. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get the body. Nice right vinyl there. racing suit. <laughs> Learning straight. I thought they were wearing straight up leather. Okay. <laughs> Still, regardless, that has the. Uh, that's got to suck. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Um, you there, Malcolm? Yeah, I'm still here. 
Okay, I just want to make sure it's just that dropping in because we've dropped the call twice. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's been really weird. <laughs> all right, so we've got some complete edition news here, Malcolm, for a couple of different games. For one, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn gets a complete edition. Uh, that will be coming on December 5th in the U.S., December 6th in Europe. Um, that will include the DLC that's going to be releasing in November. So if you want to wait a month um, for that, you can. Um, I mean, if you already have the game, I guess don't do that because that doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, for anybody who's been kind of hearing about Horizon Zero Dawn and how great it is, um, yeah, this would be a great package. Um, all right, so the Zero, the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, uh, of course, comes with the base game, comes with the DLC package, uh, The Frozen Wilds. Um, it, it will come with some other digital doodads as well. Uh, the, the Art of Horizon Zero Dawn digital art book, an exclusive theme, uh, and some outfits and weapons as well. Um, yeah, so if you haven't gotten into the into this, um, the Complete Edition will launch at uh, on December fifth for fifty dollars, so oh, okay. not bad. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I was about to say it's like like it feels like I, the one critique I was gonna give about, give about this was like for just one bit of DLC, it feels a little rushed to have like an entire complete edition done out. You know, granted the game came out way back in February. <laughs> yeah, like the twenty eighth, I think, or something. Yeah, which, you know, like now it feels like forever ago. And I, I believe you're right about the 28th because it came out, I enjoyed it for like five days, and then the Switch came out and that, then we were off to the races. But Oh, man. Remember Zelda? Oh, oh yeah. But this this was a great game, a game that I did beat, so I'm, I am looking forward to going yeah, back yeah. and going back to the world there. But I think you sold your copy, you said? I did. I did have to sell it. <laughs> Well, that's so health value. I was like, I need these thirty dollars more, and I need this game. <laughs> hey, you could. Is it uh, red red boxable or? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, there there is that. I mean, like taking ten bucks off is nice. I mean, if you didn't, like I said, like you were saying, if you hadn't bought it before, that's about what you would be paying to get the game and the uh, and the downloadable stuff the dlc at this point so all right yeah that's fair yeah the game was on redbox um i don't know how many redboxes still have it in stock um i feel like they cycled they probably cycle those games mm. uh in and out so i don't know but mm, i don't know we'll see <laughs> all right and w- what else is coming out as far as a uh bundle set? uh we've got street fighter 5 arcade edition uh Releasing in January on the 16th, a couple of days after my birthday. Um, this is an updated version of the game that will include um, all the DLC from Season 1 and Season 2, as well as a few gameplay tweaks. Now, of course, this is mildly confusing because uh, when Street Fighter V originally came out and was announced, uh, Capcom was like, hey, yeah, this is the one edition of Street Fighter V. It's going to be a platform. Um, and despite the confusing title for this complete edition um that they they do seem to be holding true to that because everyone who does have vanilla you know that does have already have that does already have street fighter 5 uh will be getting those updates as well uh as a free update so everyone will be having the same version of street fighter 5 uh it's not like with street fighter 4 which had three (laughs) distinct versions Mm -hmm. uh you had you know vanilla street fighter 4 you had uh 
Super Street Fighter 4, yeah, the Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, and Ultra Street Fighter 4, so, uh, you actually had four versions of Street Fighter 4. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, so Street Fighter 5 is still gonna be all one game for everybody, so. Uh, yes, so if you haven't, so if you, you know, if you watched Evo this year and you got excited, uh, like me and Malcolm did, uh, this is, this seems like a pretty good way to, to get into that. Oh yeah, and, uh, they recently announced yet another new fighter for, uh, for a Street Fighter Five as well, I believe. Yeah, name is Zeke or something like that, or I don't actually remember. But yeah, that and that character concludes the end of season two uh, of DLC as well. Um, and he is actually going to be—he's uh, actually uh, Guy's te- sensei or teacher. So, a little backstory on him. And in fact, it looks like it's either a younger version of him or it's Guy is actually like a partner of his that like he morphs into during the game. So it's like, it's very interesting, but yeah, he, he looks really impressive as well. And I guess, uh, so this is season one and two in this, uh, complete edition. Yeah. Um, and I did buy street fighter five finally this weekend, uh, on PSN, it was 16 bucks. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the price I would get it for, uh, physically at this point anyway. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I also got season, I actually got season one, uh, like two months ago for Street Fighter Five, even though I didn't have the game because it was like 10 bucks on Amazon or something. I was like, all right, because I'll buy this game eventually. Uh, and season one is like a bunch of like legacy characters that you kind of wish were in the core game to begin with. Like it includes like Guile and Akuma. It's like, what? Come on. <laughs> Why do I have to pay extra for Guile? Yeah, I think Balrog was in there too, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. So um, as far as I'm concerned, I've got the complete Street Fighter Five now. Um <laughs> Because uh, all the season two characters um, are either all new characters, you know, like this Zeku dude, or um, or kind of characters that they pulled from other games, like uh, like Birdie or was or what was it the big what was the big Abigail. guy called Abigail? That's his name, not Birdie. That's another character. Um, <laughs> Birdie was like part of the proper beginning intro, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, but but there you go. Yeah, it, it's uh, pretty interesting. Like, arguably, this is what they should have came out with to some extent. But, you know, it's a great catch-up. Like, if you missed out on Street Fighter Five, and considering the hubbub at launch, who could blame you? This is a great <laughs> Yeah, if, for you. If, you, if you came out of Evo saying, actually, Street Fighter Five is good, <laughs> maybe, um, this is a good way to get back into it. There's no um, word on pricing, though. I wonder if it's going to be a $60 package. I've heard it's like thirty nine ninety nine. Um Yeah, if that holds true, then that's a great package. um yeah okay interesting yeah so that that's good and uh there's one more ziku ziku by the way z-e-k-u that's the that's the guy not sex yeah and uh are there any other uh packages or uh, complete editions coming out Mm, maybe i don't know how to uh, go about this particular one but hitman is getting some more dlc it's not season two so i guess if you have season one of hitman um, this counts as completing that complete, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, IO Interactive, um, after kind of pulling themselves out of the fire there when Square Enix just kind of abruptly sold them off or whatever, or entered their relationship with them, um, they had some stuff to say. They said, mark this date on your calendars, October 24th. That's the date when we will reveal brand new content for the game. We're going to let the announcement itself do all the talking, but there's one thing we want to clarify before then. This upcoming content is not season two. We're saying that now to keep expectations in check. 
Um, mm. Yeah, there you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> All right. uh, I got two things. Number one, uh, Street Fighter V uh, Arcade Edition confirmed, thirty nine ninety nine. Nice. And that. And I, I believe you said it, but just to reiterate, coming out January 16th. Yep. So that so January is already a pretty stacked month. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a new game, so I guess that's not too bad. And two, I don't believe we talked about it, so I'll uh, talk about it here. Uh, Resident Evil 7 it, Biohazard is getting a gold edition. That, uh, yeah. yep, that is coming out December 12th. Uh, Resident Evil 7 was one of the highlights of my gaming experiences this year. Like, I, it is not only in I, in the tournament proper, but I will be pushing for it for <laughs> all I've got. And uh, it offered a unique experience, but in uh, Resident Evil 7 Gold Edition, you're getting a, a substantial bundle here. Uh, you're not only getting the full game, which in and of itself is well worth everything, but you're getting as i'm trying desperately to find here you get also with it as it's coming out at the same time the delayed not a hero dlc content will be available well for download you also get the end of <laughs> zoe we uh deal that takes place right afterwards you also get all the previous dlc packs that came with it as well so you're getting all of that and, and as well as the two new uh, story modes, you get like all the modes I was talking about, uh, such as the daughters, which was the prologue for the entire game, and as well as uh, quite a few other experiences as well. Uh, that's coming out on December twelfth, and believe it or not, forty nine ninety nine price point. <laughs> um, I did almost buy this uh, yesterday because there was an, a price error <laughs> on BestBuy.com. Uh, where they were selling it for thirty dollars, uh, mm. and with uh, and with you know the Gamers Club unlocked, that brings it down to twenty three ninety nine. I was like, woohoo! Um, but I was at work when that happened, and I couldn't find a five minute window to be able to plunk it down. Um, so, like that was my <laughs> that was my one hope of uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Seven doing well this year too. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure that game will be on sale for Black Friday. Um, oh yeah. So. yeah. So at the very least, keep an eye out of out at the non gold editions. No, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So if you if you missed out for whatever reason, which you know can't blame you, a lot of stuff came out around that time. But uh, Resident Evil Seven, uh, this is a it's a prime game. Really brings it back to its roots. It was a really honest to god scary experience, and I, I enjoyed every second of it. Uh, well worth it, especially at fifty bucks with all that extra goodness there. So I highly recommend it. All right, what else happened, Joe? Uh, last bit of news that I have. I don't know if Malcolm has any news after this, but um, um, and I'm only including this because I like Steven Universe so much. <laughs> um, but Steven Universe uh, has a game coming soon. It's called Steven Universe Save the Light. Um, Cartoon Network announced that. The first home console title based on this series will release on October 31st on PlayStation 4 uh, for 25 bucks. That game looks real nice. <laughs> it's going to be a turn-based RPG. Uh, kind of plays similarly to what the Super Mario RPGs, uh, you know, with a, where you know it's turn-based battles. You press a button at the right time to defend yourself or deal extra damage. 
kind of if you play Paper Mario, you know what that's all about. Um, and yeah, twenty five bucks seems decent. <laughs> um, you know, graphically the game looks really nice. It looks, it doesn't look exactly like the show. It's kind of got its own style, but it looks, it still looks really good. Um, and I believe it's a follow up to a mobile game um, that you can get for free. So if anybody wants to check out that to see if this will be worth it, I believe that's a good way to check it out. Um, checking it out on your iOS or Android device. Um, there you go. I just wanted to talk about that a bit. All right. A good show. Uh, yeah. One last bit of news that I'll bring up here. Here okay. is uh, just uh, Randy Pitchford uh, semi-recently appeared on IGN and cut, uh, I believe it was several interviews that equated to like an hour and some odd minutes. Or he was talking to, uh, I forget it, I forget his name, but uh, he was uh, talking, it was just basically an hour-long conversation. It was, I believe it was uh, Ryan McCaffrey. Ryan McCaffrey, thank you. And uh, I almost said Ryan Clements, Clements, but he hasn't worked there in a while. But anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, he talked for an hour. It was being uh, advertised as Randy Pitchford Unfiltered as part of their Unfiltered interview series. And uh, it is absolutely amazing for like one part in particular, which – uh, YouTubers such as Yong Ya and Jim Sterling most uh, most uh, famously is uh, it like rip apart because they eventually get to uh, aliens colonial marines <laughs> and, and he vi- viciously defends it. It's like he blame for he blames uh, players for like setting their expectations too high. <laughs> he outright denies that there was any difference between the demos we saw at E3 and uh, the finished product. And uh, a, a point that's really pointed out, like, it, he, like, uh, he basically makes fun of Jim Sterling. Like, he does, like, the whole, like, grandos, like, what's the name of that really fat British guy? He has, like, this thing for me. What, what, what's his name? I can't name And you can tell McCaffrey knows not only knows who he's talking about, but he's not going to play the game. He's like, I, I don't get what, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's like, try, like, Oh, he hit he, Like he's yelling all the time. Da, da, da. It's like, everyone knows who you're, t- you know, who you're talking about and you hadn't forgotten. And, uh, Oh, it's just like, it's an amazing piece. Like if you don't want to watch the whole interview, just look up young. Yeah. Or Jim Sterling's were like, responses uh, to the video but yeah and not only that but jim sterling could not have made himself use look more like a used car salesman than what he does <laughs> in that video he's got like the gold chain showing off chess he's got like the miami me top as like he's got the greased hair and it's like jesus christ what the fuck happened to you man <laughs> oh my god but it's it's an eye-opening. It was an eye-opening bit for me because you know, like my first experience with Randy Pitchford was when he gave like was at uh, PAX where we saw him for a Gearbox uh, thing. This is when me and Sandra had just gotten into Borderlands, and uh, we, they were talking about the and we were playing Borderlands Two, and he announced the DLC character Krieg. And uh, now this was still Borderlands One, excuse me, uh, Krieg, and uh, he gave everyone in attendance a free code to get the character. And uh, he did magic tricks for us at the beginning of the show. It's like, mm-hmm. he, he seemed like a great guy. Then you see this, and you're like, oh my god, you oh, you lived... Oh, he sucks, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you have lived long enough to become the villain. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I recommend uh, anybody watch that video, or videos, uh, just to see what I'm talking about here. It's, oh my god. 
Yeah. All right. Unless there's anything else, Joe. Uh, no, that's all I've got. All right. We power through. But, folks, that does it for this this episode of the Firmware Update. Thank you so much for joining us. We will have a round-robin review special coming up. Probably we we're thinking around next week. Just yeah. <laughs> we're finally uh, we're finally uh, getting to a point where I have a set schedule and me and Joe can plan accordingly. So we should get back into our reviewing ways very very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, if you have an Apple device, you can use your podcast app to keep up with us each and every time we upload a new episode. Just hit that subscribe button, and if you. If you have the time, we appreciate it. If you can give us a five-star written review, helps us get out there more. It really helps out the show. On top of that, if you have an Android device, don't worry. We're on such apps such as Stitcher Radio, which is free and you can stream us, or Pocket Cast, where you can find where it's like three ninety nine, but you can download and stream us as well as all the other apps out there. We highly recommend. It. On top of that, we have a can find us on such sites as facebook please go and like our facebook page which i've noticed more and more people are doing so so thank you very much everyone who likes our page page you can also find every episode as they come however another place you can go to find every episode as they come is our own website thefirmup.com where you can find every episode as it comes as well as articles written by joe garcia so and you can do that hard download stuff right then and there it helps mm-hmm. out uh, helps out the site, helps out the show, so you enjoy that. On top of that, you can find us on Twitter at PSMelk for me, at Wants23 for Joe, and at the firm up for the show. And once again, you heard it at the top of the show, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Check out that link, sign up for the free, free trial, and get a book. It, regardless of whether you stay with Audible or not, as long as you get to a point where you're where you pick your free book helps out the show tremendously so please get on and joe is there anything else forgetting uh no just uh patreon.com slash firm up we'll always plug that at the end indeed that helps us out especially head on right over there here for as low as three dollars a month you can get extra episodes and we and whatnot so go check it out all right folks we will see you next time adios